This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Game 2 Raptors Cavaliers Eastern Conference Semifinals Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by Zarar. What's going hey, on? Hey, everybody. I'm Doc. <laughs> you got a problem? Oh, my God. I don't know. What do you want to talk about, man? I want to talk about the coward that, that is Serge Ibaka. Oh, you know what? Let's go right there. All right, so the Raptors lost this game, 128 to 110. Really, if the Cavaliers wanted to, they could have won this game by, like, 30 points. But, you know, LeBron was nice. He only spent the second half of this fourth quarter trying to make highlight reels instead of um, just destroying the Raptors and whatever. He made a bunch of turnaround jumpers. But, yeah, it, it, the Raptors were in it for the first half. Towards the second quarter, they kind of like mentally broke down, and then they came out weak in the third quarter, and no response later on. So, let's talk about Surge, though. Let's talk about Surge. Hey, 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 you said mentally broke down in the third quarter or something you said? Second Is quarter. One, the, one, the, one, a couple quarter, bad calls went down. against them, and do, do, it was do, over. Do you think Do you think it only takes like 12 minutes? How long does a basketball quarter take? Like 30 minutes, you know, in, in real life? Yeah, do, yeah. Do you think it takes 30 minutes for somebody to mentally break down or does that happen over years of abuse and torture <laughs> and pain and regret uh-huh. do, you, do you think it happens over half an hour do you think it happens over a prolonged period of time where symptoms of the mental breakdown are shown once in a while and in some cases in the second quarter i think if you have been here long enough as soon as it happens it like the latency time for it is was way quicker than it was before. You know, before it was like, we'll get him tomorrow, right? And now it's like, I see two, I see like a little bit of bad body language. I see the Cavaliers hit one or two fluky shots. I see DeMar or Kyle Lowry get mad at one call, and I'm like, this ain't it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the first thing that goes, it's like the bra. It's the first thing that goes, the transition D. The first oh, yeah, thing yeah. that goes yeah. is like, you know, the, whenever there's any sort of adversity or what have you, mm-hmm. The transition D just falls apart. And it doesn't matter if you're um, Cleveland or if you're Washington or if you're Milwaukee. 
that's where the Raptors just kind of completely collapse. And then mm-hmm. things feed into the, 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 the vortex that is the transition D and eventually everything implodes or explodes or it doesn't matter. But yeah, but yeah, let's talk about Serge Ibaka, who Dwayne Casey oh. benched mm-hmm. so that TJ Miles, who, I, I, who, who is, who is old and creaky? And the creaky <laughs> part is important. He's younger than Serge, <laughs> man. You, you can be old and that's fine. That's cool, right? But he's also creaky. Mm-hmm. And we put the old and creaky C.J. Miles on Kevin Love, mm-hmm. who is having a resurgence of sorts uh, against the Raptors. And uh, there's nothing you could do. Even after Kevin Love scored multiple mm. times on Miles, uh, you know, Dwayne Casey was like, you know what? My other option is Serge Ibaka, who's supposed to be a defensive player and, you know, guarding power forwards and Cs. Yet here I have a power forward and C going off on me. Mm. And I'm putting old and creaky... CJ Miles on it, who looks like he needs a tetanus shot. You know what, though? I, I don't even blame CJ Miles in that position because I think no. the Raptors were trying to gamble a little bit, like try to divert the offense away from LeBron. Obviously, it didn't work. You know, nothing today worked really, but I think that was the thinking there. And the only reason the thinking went there, because that was clearly the, like plan C or D at that point, was because Surge was so bad. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about Serge? Okay, so this is how the game started, right? The Raptors are actually um, leading after one quarter because they didn't actually play that poorly in the in the first little while. Um, you know, the the Raptors' offense was working. Whatever, that doesn't really matter. But this is how Serge Ibaka specifically began, began the game, all right? Right off the, the jump ball, Jonas wins the jump ball. The ball goes to Ibaka. Ibaka, it's in his hands, and then LeBron slaps out of it. It's, it's a turnover immediately. Like, one second had passed in the game, he already turned the ball over. Then he had a Butterfingers turnover where he just, like, tried to pass the ball to Tamar and lost his dribble randomly. No pressure. Nothing. Just lost the ball. Uh, and Tamar steps in the backcourt when they're trying to retrieve it. It's a turnover. Then Serge bricks an open three. Then Serge airballs a layup in transition. Serge runs all the way down the floor. Kyle is like, I'm going to get him involved because we need him. He's important. I'm going to find him with an open look. Ibaka catches it. He... Turns around, he throws up a hook shot, it catches air, he's like two feet from the basket. A couple plays later, Serge receives a kick out, you know, Kyle Korver's running him off the line, he decides to drive on Kyle Korver, another brick. Like, how are you going to miss, oh my god, and then, on the other end, Kevin Love fakes him out. It's not even his assignment, his assignment's actually guarding J.R. Smith, which, you know, is just not ideal at all, but... um yeah, I mean, the one possession he gets on Kevin Love, Love pump fakes him, Ibaka gets in the air, and then Love dunks. And then it doesn't get any better than that. Um, he ends up going two points, 0-5, two points and just free throws, six rebounds um, in 12 minutes, minus 10. And then, yo, and then the way he started off the second half, I mean, yo, the Raptors had to, like, come out the second half with a strong effort. And the first thing the Raptors do is they get trapped a little bit on the full court pressure. Serge is the th- like the third guy that comes in to just you know relieve pressure. He dribbles the ball. LeBron waits for him at half court, and then he immediately turns the ball over. Yeah, and and Serge is supposed to be the delta that took that takes us from a right. you know also ran to a to a contender. Worse and than Demar Carroll. In, in, oh, he's he's way more hyped up than Demar Carroll. <laughs> He's way more hype, but he had a game. Which, oh, which my is, God. And, and I, what's weird about this one, he's a proven playoff performer, or at least mm-hmm. a playoff performer who has some some pedigree around him. Right. Mari Carroll had, like, one season. Yeah. So Ibaka, it's even more surprising to see him fall mm-hmm. to, to, to such depths. 
And even which makes it even worse is that this is the matchup that he was brought in for to defend other fours and fives. And it's not like Kevin Love is some like uber athletic, crazy skilled guy that you need a lot of thinking to stop. He's just your he's above average, you know, power forward C who can shoot the three and and post up inside. But Ibaka is suited just for situations like those. So I don't understand why he fell off the cliff here. Maybe he did break down. Maybe it, it happened over years and years, and finally he just he just cracked. No, no, no. Over five. I, I I can't explain it, man, because I can't point to one reason why he shouldn't be successful other than just being scared. Mm. Um. Yeah. Hey, could we? Could what? If, what if we replay a podcast that you and I did from last year, <laughs> the year before? We really and should, see if man. anybody can even tell the difference. Nobody can we'll tell the difference. We'll just place the word Ibaka with Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or PJ, or, or yeah. PJ. But I mean, look, and, and, and CJ Miles with Patterson. Oh my god! <laughs> hey man, don't slander CJ Miles. He had eight points in this no, series no, tonight it, alone. Yeah. Patrick Patterson had eight points total in the sweep. All right, it's yeah, a big difference. Yeah. It's a key distinction. Um, no, but I, we, let's talk about that. Like, I mean, the game itself doesn't really matter. Like, the Raptors just mentally folded. Um, you know, there's a couple of bad calls in the end of the second quarter which favor the Cavaliers. There's one play yeah, where George Hill. Oh, was, no, come on. I, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to explain what happened, like, okay. from the Raptors' perspective. Like, they just fell apart from that point on. And then the second half, you know, LeBron's like, listen, I haven't even had to play very good so far, and I'm already up one nothing, and I'm, I'm only down, like, two points having it to halftime. I'm just going to turn it on a little bit, and then the Raptors just, like, just felt, let's just lay down. Lay and, and down. And the theme here, if you look at mm-hmm. whenever the Raptors are playing well, quote-unquote, um, in, in games one and two, you look and, you know, they're running and gunning, Lowry's hitting jump mm-hmm. shots, DeMar's driving, you know, whatever, shit's happening. And then you look at the scoreboard, and you're, like, up seven. Yep. And you're like, that's nothing. So, mm-hmm. Despite us playing well, offensively mm-hmm. at least, we don't have much to show for it. And that happened in game one and also in, in the first half of, ga- of game two, where we did play well but had nothing to show for it. And, and, and the margin is so slim that you just know that LeBron has to go from, you know, second gear to third gear or, or yeah. two and a half gear to just take over completely. And because we don't have a defense to rely upon because <laughs> because the, the hallmark of this team is not its defense anymore or it never really has been never at was, least on, man. It, was, it was on paper maybe at some point but the hallmark of this team is not defense and when you look at where Indiana had success against Cleveland it was it was defensively they made life difficult for everybody we give me one player on 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 the Cavs who has struggled offensively, whose life we have made even remote. Forget forget LeBron. Like mm. any of the other guys on the Cavs who who have had a bad series because of RD. I got, I got you. I got, oh, because of RD? Never mind. Never yeah. mind. I was gonna say Jordan Clarkson because it's actually really funny watching him play basketball. He's he, he's like Monte Ellis. He's basically Monte Ellis. It's it's really funny watching him play basketball. He dribbles a lot and then he takes bad shots. He's, you know, I, I don't want to throw stones. We have DeMar. But, I mean, like, man, Jordan Clarkson has been bad. But, yeah, you're right. Every single person. Like, today the Raptors' game plan was we're going to take away Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith. And they successfully did that. Except Kevin Love, like, woke up. He had, like, 15 points in the first quarter. George Hill was driving at the rim. Jeff Green keeps scoring on the Raptors. And, of course, LeBron was just like, yeah, I guess I'll play hard for a little bit and see what happens. And then, boom, 43 points. On 19 of 28 shooting after we spent all that time praising um, OG and Siakam for holding him to 12 of 30 in, in game one, LeBron's like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Like, I can drive by Siakam. There's no problem. Like, Hey, have you um, yeah. um, checked out their turnovers? Three turnovers. Yeah. The Cavs. Yeah. Three. Three I, I don't think I've ever seen 
in, in my decades of watching the NBA, the team <laughs> commit only three turnovers, let alone in a playoff game where there's oh, heightened defensive man. pressure. Like that, that so, hang that banner up at the ACC. Three turnovers. Three turnovers. And yet the Raptors... How, how does that even happen? Like, how, do, how uh-huh. does Cleveland just not bounce the ball off their foot three times over 48 minutes? I mean, they don't have Serge Ibaka, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's it right there. No, but I mean, like, the, I, there's a, a whole bunch of reasons why this game is depressing. Um, but uh, chiefly among them, I think, is the fact that JV, Kyle Lowry, and DeMar DeRozan all played reasonably well, right? Like, for what they can do as basketball players... This is pretty solid. JV, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 8 of 11 shooting. Not bad. Kyle Lowry, I mean, this is playoff Kyle Lowry we're talking about. 21 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, 7 of 10 shooting, hit 3 threes. Not bad at all. All right, especially after him, he made his first 6 shots to start the game. It was great. DeMar, not the best shooting game, but still 24 points on 11 of 23 shooting is not that bad for DeMar. Will uh, playoff games are won in stretches, not yeah. over forty-eight minutes. Like, I know. Uh, of course, you're. I'm but, just so illustrating when you, when, that. Like when you the look top at three key was... stretches of the games of mm-hmm. this game, which is I, I'd say start of the third. Mm-hmm. How do you end the second? That's where you have to judge how you, what, what your star players were yeah, doing. For sure. If if they're not performing in those key stretches where the momentum is shifting entirely to the road team, mm-hmm. and then you score like you know in the fourth or whatever. It doesn't really matter. So it's really difficult to judge a player's performance just based on stats alone, especially when there are like just like six minutes of play, which entirely shifted this game towards Cleveland. Like, did you honestly think the Raptors were going to win this game no. at the eight-minute mark of the third quarter? No, dude. The no, game is everyone over. was writing the Raptors off in the second quarter, and, that, and, and rightfully so, man. Yeah. The three minutes ending the second and the four minutes start is where – Lowry and DeRozan have to step up and make sure and just in, impose their will on Cleveland. There's no nothing like what, that. We what's don't... the stats during that time? Show me that. Yeah, of course, terrible man. Especially Lowry. Like Lowry started six to six and then it hit one shot the rest of the way. Right. So, um, no, I completely hear you. What I'm just saying though is just like the three, the the Raptors three stars for their expectations did as much as they normally would do. In fact, this, if you just take the top three of the Raptors players. This is about as good as it gets for them. Well, that's kind of the problem, right? Like this and, is this and, is and, as good as it gets for them. And they just don't have they don't you know like like you're talking about like sort of imposing your will on the opponents. The Cavaliers don't give a shit about the Raptors. They never gave a shit about the Raptors. It started with LeBron driving baseline and Demar Carroll dunking and then like screaming it and running back when still half court. And it continues today, where it's just like they don't they don't care. The Raptors could be up. 12, 14, we're soft, 50. man. We're soft. Of course, we're, we're, we're a soft so- team. So, hey, has there ever been a, a... Yeah, we're very soft. What, what's the hardest Raptor te- Raptors team that has ever been? Antonio Davis, probably? Yeah, I wasn't even around to see that shit, so... Yeah. That, that's, that's all I, you I, I'd say that. Yeah. I, I, I'd say this team doesn't even come close to that level of toughness, and Ibaka is supposed to be that guy that, that takes us to that level, but obviously he just he's just looking for a hole to die in. Um. Yeah, and, and while I was watching this, you know, mm-hmm. three straight years now we're going to get knocked out by Cleveland. And Do you think it's a sweep? Well, somebody on Twitter asked me for the series. What's your call? Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't participate in the RR, whatever the, mm. the, the round table. And I said that Cavs in five. Yeah. And I thought I was being pessimistic. No, no. it looks like I was being optimistic. Yeah. I mean, hey, they should have won game one. So if the Raptors just took care of business in game one, a very winnable game where they hit a layup. It's fine, right? But 
Yeah, Raptors, like, Cavs in five was, was not out of the question. I said Cavs in five reflexively when I was first asked, and then I revised to Cavs in six, which, again, seems crazy optimistic. At this point, Cavs in six would require the Raptors to actually show some backbone, you know, like. And oh, it's a th- three straight years now, and mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking, like, is this is this what the Knicks went through in the mid '90s when they faced Jordan? No, the East? it wasn't. And and I was like, I remember watching those Knicks Bulls games. It's competitive, right? It was competitive, and the Knicks actually won. They lost the series, but the, but every game was competitive. Mm-hmm. Like they were up two nothing one right. one year, and Jordan came back. Uh, every game was cl- well, not every game, but most mm-hmm. games were close. They were hard fought. You didn't know right. who was going. You, you didn't legit know who was going to win the game at halftime in, in most of the games. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like this. It's a. It's almost a formality. To, basketball is a formality. Oh, and the, yeah. And the deeds aren't even done. I think the difference is right. Like that defining highlight of, of Jordan versus the Knicks was like Jordan goes baseline. He sees who was a Patrick Ewing, or whatever. He spins out, and then he spins back. And there's like two defenders. There's like Patrick Ewing and like. Who, was it Oakley? I don't know who it was, but there was Maxwell. two. Yeah, there was two bigs in the paint, and Jordan's like, "All right, I'm still gonna dunk on you guys." In the Cavaliers versus the Raptors, there's nobody in the paint. <laughs> Nothing. There's, LeBron just makes one, not even a move. He just decides to move in a direction. The Raptors have nobody moving with him, and he dunks, or he's kicking it out. If someone does help, he's kicking out to a three point shooter. We're not putting up any resistance, like nothing at all. Like, and here's the thing. I think we can acknowledge that the Raptors did change their team. And we can acknowledge that, that the Raptors... I'm not sorry. We can acknowledge that the Raptors did their best to change the team around what they had, right? Around this core, right? They they played a different style. They had a different, couple different pieces. A lot of them were upgrades, right? Like, if you, especially if you look on the bench, everyone's... Even Ibaka's an upgrade. Just obviously not in this series. He's just been dog shit. But, like, generally speaking, the Raptors made some upgrades around this core. But the result is the same. Like, Gerard, do you feel duped? Like, what are your feelings on that? I mean, cause I feel, I feel a little bit duped, but at the same time, I didn't really have the expectation that it would ever beat Cleveland. No, I, I don't feel duped at all. Okay. I, I think people who feel duped are ones who put stock in the regular season. Right. And, um, I, I have never done that. So I, I don't expect regular season success to translate over to um, playoffs, especially if you're the Raptors, because we have a history of where we have we have lost to the under, the lower seed. So it's not this is not a shock. New Jersey, Washington, whatever it, it, it's happened. Uh, so I know I don't feel duped. But but back to LeBron for a second, man. He's like he's scoring with ease, mm. and he's also distributing with ease. He's had 13 and 14 assists in the two games respectively. Oh yeah. Against Indiana, that was a lot more difficult for uh, for them. Mm-hmm. For, for him. So Indiana did, did – I saw the Indiana, all seven games of the Indiana series. Mm. And he just looked unco- – even though he put up the numbers, he had to work a lot harder for them yep. than he does in Toronto. Yep. Like he was getting bodied. He had to pass it up. He, on every possession, he had to give up the ball at least a couple times, maybe mm-hmm. get it back after that and then score or then look for the assist. Here, it's, it's, it's from start to finish. He has a ball in his hands and he's scoring. Maybe one pass, a give and go here and there, and that's it. So – what does that say about our preparation against mm. against Cleveland? And it's one thing to say, Matt, it's a superstar. What are you going to do? You couldn't guard MJ. You couldn't guard LeBron. But you can make life difficult for him. I think third year in, mm. I don't think we have done anything to even remotely no. bother him. No. Like we haven't made an no. iota of improvement over three years. No, no. In and fact, we're moving backwards. 
We're moving I don't backwards. care how great of a player he is. You got to show some sort of progress against guarding him. No, we're making ba- we're moving backwards in res- with respect to the defense against LeBron, man. Because Bismack was the best defender against LeBron and still remains the best. No one has done better than Bismack. Not even close. And I'm not I'm not here I'm not trying to sit here and be like I miss Bismack Biombo. We should have kept Bismack. I don't I don't really care about that. Like whatever Bismack Biombo happens. Like it was nice, whatever, right? But. The, the point remains that, like, the Raptors have not been able to move forward with it. And that's the fundamental point in which the Raptors needed to solve in this series against Cleveland. How do you stop LeBron, right? We, and the Raptors got, went out there. They got Damari Carroll. He did nothing. They, I guess they tried Patrick Patterson. He did nothing. They brought in P.J. Tucker. He did nothing. They brought in Serge Ibaka. He's doing damage to the Raptors, to be honest, right now. Uh, Pascal Siakam, O.J. Anobi, and... None of it is. None of it made any difference. None. None whatsoever. And I think, you know, it's not even just like the team itself, but like the the whole, like the whole franchise is just exhausted. Like there's this quote from Dwayne Casey about how LeBron was scoring all those jumpers, despite you know pretty good defense with OG. LeBron was just hitting these turnaround jumpers. And Casey said, "quote It drains you mentally and physically." Like word. Like really? That's what you're saying? Like even if that's what you're thinking, don't say it out loud. Don't don't tell them that because it's true. Like it's very true, and it's something that you have to be avoid. Like going back to the Pacers series, they weren't mentally drained. Like Bogdan Bogdanovich was going at them. Like every single person on that Pacers team was going at them. Right? Dude, dude the Raptors would get drained mentally if they saw an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Like the Red Wedding. Next day we can't play, man. Just drained mentally. Just physically and mentally shot. What happened, man? What happened? Did you play basketball? No, I just saw Game of Thrones, Red Wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened, man. The Raptors are mentally drained when Kyle Lowry went to watch Villanova (laughs) win the title. (laughs) And then he came back the next day to play Cleveland. God damn. And then he tossed up like eight turnovers or something. Good Lord. Hey, can you have a culture change without a coaching change? Yeah, I think you can. It just like, and I think Dwayne Casey made a lot more different changes this year in terms of how he once goes about it. But I, I think the more pressing thing is, can you have a culture change without changing any of your core players? And I think that one's a no. Oh, okay, okay. So let's let's dig into that a little bit. Okay, because yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about Casey, of course, yeah, I think he has shortcomings or whatever. I don't think in games like this you could put it on Casey. It's really on the players. One of the players well, is step on his. So, so I, I, I've never really gone off on Casey, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not going to... Oh, man, we really, we really reverse roles, you know? There was a podcast that we did, not, like, two and a half years ago where I, don't I was killing Casey, you Casey. were defending Casey. I don't no, that's what I'm saying. We culture changed. I think something's got to give mm-hmm. in, in how we, uh, on how we defend good teams. Okay. As in, we just don't defend them. And I was looking for some sort of improvement <laughs> from Casey uh-huh. this year... On how we just defend both Washington and Toronto. I think even for the large part in the Washington series, you know, Beal and Wall had their way and, you know, we, whatever. We, I think we did enough to get past that. But when I look at what LeBron did against Indiana and how much he had to work and what he's doing against the, against the Raptors, yes, it's the players. But at some point, you got to look a little above that and go, are we, is our strategy to make LeBron beat us? Is it to make him a passer? Or is it to make Kyle Korver shoot threes? Like t- today, 
Um, like Cleveland is very comfortable with DeMar DeRozan just going one on one and trying to score oh, at the yeah. rim. Yeah. It, it's that's they, they don't care about it. They will let him score. They will let him get 35. They don't have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. But they do have an issue with the Raptors trying to make, get, get good ball distribution. That's why right. they don't collapse on DeMar. Or they rarely do. Uh, what is the Raptors' angle? Like, do, are we doubling LeBron? Are we? Are, are we zoning against somebody? What's our general strategy against Cleveland? Or is it just man defense and hopefully LeBron passes the ball? Yeah, I think the way Cleveland is defending DeRozan is I think how Dwayne Casey has it in his mind of like how the Raptors would defend LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, LeBron's going to drive, but OG's going to make a tough on him. He's going to make only three or five layups, right? And then we're going to stay at home on all the other shooters. They'll be fine, except it doesn't really work like that. It doesn't. And I think the Cavaliers have pretty much gotten whatever they wanted to out of their supporting cast. If, like, the Cavaliers would have scored really well in the first game, too, if LeBron had just hit his normal assortment of shots. But LeBron was, you know, short on everything. He, he hit one of six from free throws, one of eight from three-point line. Like, LeBron was just didn't really have his legs, and that's probably why he had a slow night. But everyone else was getting their points. Kevin Love was, you know, getting open looks. He was missing. Today he was making. But Kyle Korver got free. You know, J.R. Smith got free. And whatever they want. It's it's not even just the defense on LeBron. Like, what kept Cleveland in this game early when LeBron didn't, like, necessarily put into full gear was just like, all right, Kevin Love can come around a screen from Kyle Korver, right? Like, and that's, I guess that's kind of a hard play to guard because Korver can shoot. You can't really switch, whatever, right? But at the same time, Bro, you can't just get you can't get torched by Kyle Korver and Kevin Love like that. Just it it can't be. It just can't be. The the, the Cavs were like, look, the Raptors are guarding Korver way more than they guarded him in Game One. We'll use him as a screener. We'll get Love good looks and they'll score. Right? The Raptors' defensive game plan. I I feel like whatever it is, they're just not executing any of it. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's on the players, man. Because like it's, these guys just have to play better defense. Like I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're if you're doing Casey. You're like, all right, Serge Ibaka. Supposed to be the anchor of my defense. The man comes out and has 12 points. Or sorry, the, the 12 minutes and, and only has two points and is just dog shit on, on both ends of the floor. Like, at that point, you're already screwed. Right? So, I don't know. So, um, so shout I, out to I, my dad. And, and, okay. and, and if he was here, uh-huh. he, he would say, and by the way, he cannot pronounce Bebe's last name. He calls yeah. him like Noriega, Nicaragua, Negaroa. Nor- <laughs> it's, it's insane. So he would Nicaragua say, Nicaragua is hilarious, say, man. <laughs> He would say, what about Nicaragua? What about why Nicaragua? Can get, why can't we get Nicaragua in here? Because you were talking about switching on the perimeter. What are we doing? It's all right. What are we doing? With all well, due respect to you and your switch? dad. Why can't we switch well, we're gonna... Nicaragua and DeLon Wright what? on uh, Kevin Love and whoever the, the running screen and roll oh with. God. Yo, what are we doing? What are we talking about Bebe for? <laughs> the Bebe is like... I think he. I think my dad would argue that he may have been more effective in switching against Kevin Love because he's taller and he can handle mm-hmm. his own. And he, I mean, if we... I mean, oh, Bebe already told on himself. Bebe said in the, after game one of the Wizard series, which he was actually pretty good in, and then he was bad the rest of the series, Bebe just said... You just see me. I'm just on the bench drinking my coconut water, right? That's all Baby can do. He just come in the game. He spills some coconut I mean, water on Kevin Love, and that's it. You go back. I try him out. You can't get any worse. You, you can't put CJ Miles on poor, on Kevin Love and expect to have success. Yeah. Put uh, put Noriega on him. What about Norm? What about Norm? <laughs> Playoff hero Norm only comes on for three minutes of garbage time. Yeah, eh? oh, remember uh, Russell Westbrook? Hey, we should we should stay on track. So, so you're not considering the 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 
the Nicaragua situation. That's fine. That's fine. No, hey, how far can awesome. Lowry and Demar take us? This is as far as we, we've seen it. This is it. This is it. This is it. Right. So, so if if, mm. if if LeBron wasn't in the East, and that's a big if. Yeah. Right. What if the sun didn't come out next morning? <laughs> if, yeah, if LeBron's know. not in the East, he's not dipping how, at all. How, how far do we? How, I mean, it's, it's a stupid what if, though, right? I mean, he's sure, in the East. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look. I think this is just a ceiling in the club, right? And, like, this is what I was saying ultimately with the roster. Like, and I don't even put it on Masai either necessarily. It's just if this is your core and nobody from your core is, like, a top 20 player. Like, I know Kyle Lowry does, in terms of impact, makes a top 20 impact. But in terms of when you need Kyle Lowry, is he one of the 20 most dependable NBA players? No. Is DeMar DeRozan one of the top 20 most dependable players? No. Is Jonas one of the top 20? No. Is Serge? No, right? So, you look at that, and you just say, this is as far as you can get with a starless team. Like, these guys aren't real, what, I mean, I don't want to say, whatever. They have accomplished a lot of things, and they deserve a lot of praise, and I shouldn't call them starless. Like, they've earned their all-star bids, whatever, that's cool. But realistically, with the talent here, this is as far as it gets, man. Hey, Vivek had a pretty good uh, article a couple of days ago. I think the one where he goes... um... He compared the Raptors to the uh, to the Phoenix Suns, mm. who who brought in Shaq to beat the Spurs, and then um, in 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 the game one they were up like three, and Tim Duncan hit that three to tie it up, and they eventually lost, and Shaq that was the end of Shaq there. Mm. Um, and it, it was a similar sort of team where you didn't really have. I know they had Steve Nash and his MVP, but eh, you know whatever it's Steve Nash. Mm. I, I know people hate to hear that, but um, and that was. It for the team. It, it was one of those, you know, run and gun teams similar to the Raptors. Um, didn't really have a traditional star. I know Steve Nash is there, but I'm just not counting him as like a whatever. Mm. And they just couldn't get over the San Antonio hump. And at one point, they lost in such a heartbreaking way where they were forced to kind of blow it up. Mm. I find that, I, I thought it was a great article. It, it, it's, it's on the website. Yeah, definitely read it. I feel we're exactly in that situation right now where if this doesn't work, there's no point coming back next year with the same two guys and replacing oh, yeah. Ibaka with somebody else and saying, mm-hmm. oh, things will be different now. Like, yeah, like even if LeBron is like 42 and, and, and he's in the league, I don't, I don't think that, that still would be a good strategy. Um, what do you think the odds are that this was Kyle Lowry's last time at the ATC as the Raptor? God, I, I I don't think I want to see that man because. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Then what do you? When, who do you move then? Demar? Demar is less likely to move. I feel like he has way more trade value though. Who has more trade value, Demar? I think so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Demar. Demar um, he's younger. He has more years on his contract. Kyle Lowry is I, making thirty million dollars. I don't know, man. I, I honestly do not know the answer to it. But if you ask me, like who you. Like I, I love Lowry, man. Like I, I think he's. I do too, man. I I do as well. Fun to watch, but like he just needs better to, players around him because he can't be your best player. That's all. That's not really if, his fault. If you got to move one of them, I think you got to move Lowry just because <clears throat> you have Van Vliet coming up too. Lamar's younger, and you have uh, more of a window to contend with. With Lowry, it's like one more year, two more years, or whatever. But yeah. with uh, with Demar, it's longer, so you you, you play. I think that's the okay. deciding factor there, not necessarily their skill or ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you, right? Um, but I mean, even still, even with a oh, even if you keep Demar around as the core, you still need to bring in someone better than Demar. 
Yeah. To compete. Yeah. For, to oh, get sure. any better than this level, you have to, right? And so, I, I don't know. You, you, at that point, you have to ask yourself a question of, like, um, you know, are we going halfway? Are we going to a full rebuild? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's levels to it, right? And I think the Raptors really had that point last year. <clears throat> and Masai decided, well, the alternatives aren't that great. So, I guess I'll sign Serge and Lowry to this three-year window thing. And that was it. That, that, I guess Miles as well. Um, but, like, the decision then was just, let's ride it out. Let's win 50 games. We can reliably bank on this being 50 games. We can, you know, get money for this team. I mean, let, let's not overlook that aspect. I think that's a real um, tangible thing. As long as the Raptors can find a way to spin it, sort of similar to last year when they spun it with uh, the culture change or whatever. Um you know, as long as they can find a way to spin it, this team's going to win 50 wins again. The Raptors are going to sell out the the, the the ACC. They're going to get a ton of money for it. And, you know, business is going to be good. From a business perspective, it doesn't really quite make sense for them to blow it up. But, I mean, like, realistically, even if you bring this team back together, I don't, I don't do you, think do you, anyone do you, will have any hope, like, beyond this Do you bring Casey level. back? I think they probably move on from Casey, even though I don't necessarily yeah. think it's, like, his fault. But, like, no, dude, I, I, I mean, think you got to I, I, he's got to go. Yeah, he, he's got. He like he's had enough cracks at the can, shots yeah. on goal, all that. Yeah, he, he uh, was Arsenal versus himself as a, as a playoff former, and he just hasn't. I think more or less. I, I don't give a shit about the regular season. Mm. More or less, we're in the same category of team as the Wizards. We really are. We're a you little bit better than the Wizards, but only because we have a way better GM. But, yeah, because we have more depth across. Yeah, but if you look at our, yeah. our, we got two star players. They got two star players. They don't know how to win in the playoffs. We don't know how to win in the playoffs. When it comes to crunch time, they choke. We choke. <laughs> that, that, that's why that that series is so hilarious because it's two teams trying not to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I think just for the sake of not for the sake of him, but the, you, you just had enough chances for KC to prove himself as a playoff performer. It hasn't happened. Move on. Give him a package and just, just, just let it go. Mm. Let it go. And um, I think y- you need. And the one thing that Demar really hasn't had in his career, mm-hmm. anyone love has been here so long. They haven't. They've always had Casey in their ear. Like he's the only coach that he's kind of been mentored by or learned from on a, con- on a continuous basis. Mm. And I, I would, I would have loved to seen what the end product would have been. Uh, when it came to Demar, if he had a different guy in his ear, if he had mm. a, a guy uh, like Pop or um, what's the what's, what's the Dallas, which I forget his name. Oh uh, yeah, Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah, like one of those guys in his ear. Yeah, would, would the end product have been different? Maybe not in terms of skill. Maybe more attitude. Maybe more preparation. Maybe more. I don't know. And Casey, no, yeah, he's 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 a decent coach in in terms of he gets good effort out most of the time. But X's and O's, preparation, in-game uh, adjustments, it's never been there really. It, it never really has been there. And the reason he's gotten a pass from most Raptor fans is because he brings out decent effort most of the time. Um, yeah, which I think, like, that's a big part of coaching. I don't want to take that away from Dwayne Casey. And I think sort of the professionalism he's brought to everything. By the way, if, if my first defense is, is the professionalism, then that's not good. But, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, though, these things are important, and Dwayne has done enough. It's, it's like hiring a forklift operator. He can't operate the forklift. Well, you know what? He's a nice right guy. Now. Yeah, that's right. He says hello. He There's holds doors open for people. Think, but, yeah, just, just to 
top class guy. Um, yeah, I mean, to I think with Demar, right? Like, I think Dwayne Pace has actually gotten the most out of some of these guys, but I still think it's about talent, man. I, I, I just, like, even if you fire the coach, it's, I'm, I'm nothing against that. Like, if you want to let go of Casey, that's cool, right? I don't know. If you do want to let go of Casey, by the way, you probably want to do it, uh, make that decision a little bit quicker because um, Jerry Stackhouse is getting all these interviews everywhere, and he's right there. I'm assuming Jerry would probably be like, I'll just take the Raptors job if it's open. But at the yeah. same time, it's like you know, there's like 25 jobs open right now, and they're like, hey, Jerry, come come for an interview with the Hornets, right? So it, you probably want to make that communication clear first. And, um, you know, dep- we'll see. Dwayne Casey could be out of a job in a week. But, like, you know, um, the thing with Casey, though, you can't just fire the coach and, like, expect things to be completely different. I mean, this, it's just it's not going to happen like that, right? And so, like, with a guy like DeMar, I, I do believe he's gotten the most out of him. But also, at the same time, it is funny to think that DeMar learned how to play defense under Jay Triano and then learned how to play offense under Dwayne Casey. Yeah. He's come um, far for that, though. So I think, uh, God, I think we got to wrap it up soon, man. For a post game podcast, we're kind of rambling. Hey, yeah, hey, right. hey, let's be thankful they didn't throw on uh, the human victory cigar, Jose Calderon, at the end there. Yeah, you know what? That would have been nice because uh, it could have given the ACC one last time to give Jose Calderon an applause. I don't think the ACC gives a shit at that point. <laughs> Blake Calderon. Murphy cares, man. Blake cares. Nobody loves Jose Calderon as plus minus more than Blake. Uh, do you want to talk about this game at all? Um, no, it doesn't matter. We already said it, right, man. It, this, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, calls yeah. in the second quarter, like, broke them down mentally. They didn't come out strong in the third quarter, and then they shat their pants. And all the confidence they had from 59 wins, from the first-round series win, and even to their reasonably competitive game one, well, not reasonably, very competitive game one, all that went out the window. It was like, oh, shit, we're the Raptors, and these are the Cavaliers, and it was over. So... This is kind of the the game where you look back and you're like, yeah, yeah. So help me understand this um, mm-hmm. because um, I, I sometimes struggle with this one. Whenever I look at JV's stat line, and in this game mm-hmm. it's like 8 for 11, yep. 12 rebounds, 16 mm-hmm. points, was not a liability on defense, no. I thought, at any point in the 27 minutes. He's our best defensive big tonight. Is there – with a line like that, don't you expect – more touches going through him. Mm-hmm. I really feel that overall, in, in in the last five years or so, especially in the last three years for sure, mm-hmm. I think we have always treated JV, and he has his faults. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. We have always treated him as a peripheral part of the offense, and never somebody to consistently go through as 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 a as, as a key component of the offense. Mm-hmm. He's always been like like a side effect. You know, let, let's give the ball to JV a couple times here and there just to establish him a little bit, and then you forget about him for the rest of the game, and then he he just collects garbage and he puts up a decent stat line. And I'm I'm genuinely asking this question. I'm not saying we should be doing this. Mm-hmm. But do you think we have lost an opportunity in developing JV as a proper offensive weapon Jesus rather than Christ. just an afterthought? <clears throat> um, I think I know you hate the no, guy. no 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 no. I don't hate the guy. Oh, man. So sorry. Oh, you, you you think he's a relic of the past he 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 is i just don't see a lot of centers in today's nba that can't move their feet um playing more than 30 minutes a game and the team winning but like no i think jv like in terms of what he gives you offensively you would love to have that you you would love to have that and in fact the raptors could probably have more of it like you know what i mean and i think this season they've used jv a lot more and in the playoffs especially with jv like jv's arguably been their best player in the playoffs right like 
It's close. Lowry and DeRozan have also played well, but JV has also played phenomenal. If you, especially if you look at that Wizards series, right? So you can have more of JV. It's, 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 and I think he would have bigger numbers and I think he'll have a bigger stature in the offense if like this roster was assembled in a different way where let's say we, let's say the Raptors added Kyle Lowry in 2016 and before that it was JV and DeMar. Like I think JV would still be the number two option and Lowry will come in and be the number three option in that case. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a matter of circumstance. Like the Raptors' priorities changed after, you know, that forty eight win season when they were like, Whoa, we're 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 decent. It's like, okay, cool, we can we can just do this for a while. Um and, you know, JV's development just got pushed down the line a little bit. And I think his development has been slowed, but he's still developed, right? And like he's he's had a good season. Like he's he really has had a good season. He's taken a lot of steps forward. He's proven a lot of people wrong. Like he's done way more than like for example me. I don't mean I'm nobody, but like like he's he's done a lot more in his game than I thought he ever would, really. But I mean at the same did, time did, did you just compare JV's basketball game to yourself? No, 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 no. I'm just thinking like he's like way exceeded my expectations for him. Oh, in terms okay. of JV's game on offense to myself, no way. I mean, no, come on. I got blocked once by Alex Wong. That's it's it's uh, and it's on video too. It's it's not good, and, but and, and sorry sorry to cut you off uh-huh. basically there. What what, but, what do you think uh, about JV? I, I I think I generally asked a question not knowing what the answer is. Uh, right. I feel that he he has been underutilized to the point where he has been underdeveloped as a player. Uh, but, but but what I do want to call out about JV is that he is unfazed by the occasion. He is. I think in every postseason playoffs, it don't matter to him because maybe, maybe, I think somebody made the point a long time ago on one of the weekly podcasts was that he grew up in Lithuania where the NBA playoffs or whatever. He doesn't see this as any different. He sees it as a basketball game, mm-hmm. and he treats it the exact same way, and the results have always been good. Our other players tend to tighten up. We're not, when we talk about other players, we're really just talking about Lowry and DeMar. La, 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 Lowry and DeMar, yeah. Especially and, Lowry. And, and when I say tighten up, I don't just mean, you know, I also mean defensively. I think their defensive effort drops. Yeah, uh, they don't know how to defend. They lose focus because sometimes you we equate you know uh, balls and focus and all this stuff with with offense, but it's also on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And when you look at our defensive performances in games one and two, and even the Washington series for for large stretches, it's not been there. It's not been it's been horrible yeah. for the most part. Definitely in games one and two, and when the offense isn't going for you, and the offense today was going for them, they shot what fifty four percent. Yeah, great, forty percent on threes. Except, Except Cleveland shot 59. Now, when you shoot like that, you got you got to man up on the defensive side and do a little better. Yeah. But you're letting Cleveland shoot close to 60%. And and not one person on the Raptors can say they ever deed up anybody on the Cleveland side. Yeah. And, nope. and, and, and where is that? Like, what do you attribute that to? I think you have to, like, it's with defense, something like that, right? It really comes from your confidence. And I think the Raptors' confidence is dictated by the fact that they're led by Kyle and DeMar. And they, I don't think the rest of this team believes in them, like, in that way, right? And, again, that's not in the same, like, you know what I mean? Like, the rest of that Cavs team, say what you want about the Cavaliers, but they still have LeBron. And if LeBron leads, usually the Cavaliers' supporting players follow. It's just these Cavs' supporting players are, like, usually very waste, and they don't care. They're like, all right, we'll just ride LeBron for a while. But, like, for when they really need to turn up, the Cavaliers' supporting players have turned up, like you see today. If you look at the Raptors' supporting players, they're way better than Cleveland's supporting players, but they know that their their leaders are Lowry and DeMar. And so, like, it's kind of, like, it's futile. 
right? And so when when you see your leaders, you know, being that disorganized, you need someone else. They for some only for the Raptors did you need someone else to come in and actually organize the rest of the team and and play defense and just inspire them to actually feel like, hey, if I play defense with this possession, it'll matter because we can actually still win this game. Whereas if you look at the rest of these supporting guys, like they look to Colin Demar and it's like, yeah. Man, I've seen this one before. I read the news. I have hey. eyes. Like, I'm not going to say uh, it publicly, but, you know, I think they know. And, I don't think uh, these guys are bad defensive players. I just think they, they just they get demoralized because their leaders are who they are. Uh, hey, uh, Casey is suggesting that there may be a lineup change for game Ooh. three. Ooh, Tyler what? Hansbro returneth, baby. Remember, remember when they fucking start? Oh, my God. Paul Pierce on Tyler Hand. Remember that sequence? Oh. <laughs> Lineup. What, wonder what it could be. Maybe it's Ibaka going, you know, to the bench. Maybe. What's that gonna do though? <laughs> like, <isn't laughs> We're gonna start CJ Miles. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Gonna, hints at a lineup change. Go to hell. Yeah. It, it, it does not hell. matter what the lineup changes. Did the lineup changes LeBron is wearing a Raptors jersey? Then yes, we will win. Yeah. That's the one we need. All right? Masai, do what you need to do. Please. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, man. I think uh, I think I'm done talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't even need anything else, man. That, that's right. that is what it is. All right, Zora, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, and regrettably, there will be a reaction podcast on Saturday. Um I don't know if it'll come out exactly after tip because we had a concert, but you know, that, I think that really indicates how enthusiastic I was about this series. <laughs> that I was just like, ah, just whatever. I can go to a concert in May, and the Raptors are probably going out at that point. And you know, I'm sad that it actually came true like that, but you know, it is what it is. All right, peace. All right, bye. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.